the U.S. Women's Soccer Show from Goal. From Stanford University to taking on the pressure of being the first pick in the NWSL draft, Naomi Gurma has come a long way, and now she's ready for her rookie season with expansion side San Diego Wave. On today's episode of All of Us, the U.S. Women's Soccer Show, we will talk to Naomi about her background in the game, her Ethiopian heritage, her decision to turn pro rather than stay an extra season at Stanford, and what she expects in her rookie season in the NWSL. Welcome into the show. My name is Seth Vertelny. Joining me, as always, is Goals Women's Soccer Correspondent Amy Ruskai. Amy, how's it going today? I am good. How are you? Doing well. Looking forward to speaking with Naomi. Uh, I think people who followed women's soccer in the U.S. have known about her for a long time. She's been one of the most highly regarded center back prospects in the in the pipeline for a long time. You know, she's played for the U.S. at various youth levels, uh, and she's also been in with the senior national team a few times uh, in camp, yet to get her first cap, but I would imagine that that is going to be coming pretty shortly, especially if she does well in her rookie season. Yeah, it's always interesting to talk to the kind of players that you've heard about bubbling under for so long, and then, you know, they they kind of start making a splash at college level and, and get drafted into the NWSL. So it's exciting as well to to talk about this one of these new expansion clubs. We've got two new expansion teams in the NWSL this year, San Diego and, and Angel City. And I think it's going to be cool to to kind of chat to her about her early impressions of the, the franchise so far and kind of what it's shaping up to be and what their identity is going to look like coming into this new season. Yeah, we had Ebony Salmon on last year from Racing Louisville and she talked about how it was so appealing for her to be joining an expansion team uh, coming to the league for the first time just because everything was new. There weren't any settled positions. Everything was was up for grabs. And I would imagine as a, as a rookie, that helps a lot with your transition to the league too because when she comes into this team, starting spots are going to be up for grabs and I, I wouldn't be surprised if she grabs one. Yeah, and I mean just looking at the roster and who they've already managed to get in, you know, they got Abby Dalkemper in there, they got Kaylin Sheridan and Carly Telford in there, um, Alex Morgan, you know, Emily Van Egmond, um, Sophia Jacobson as well, like, some of the players that are in this team, like, it's going to be a really interesting season and I think it's going to, it's going to be a, a big one for Naomi because, like, some of those players have just reeled off, like, she's going to learn so much, um, from just playing with them and training with them. And I know she touches on it a little bit um, on this episode that, um, yeah, it's 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 got to be a great place for her for her first year. Like the development she's going to get there is going to be, is going to be so good. Yeah. And the staff too is a uh, pretty high level. You've got Casey Stoney as the, the head coach, and then you have Jill Ellis in, in the front office as the, the club's president kind of overseeing things. And so uh, definitely a, a good structure in place for her to succeed. Uh, so Let's bring Naomi in now to, to chat with her about uh, her background in the game and her upcoming rookie season. Naomi Gurma, welcome to the show. Thanks so much for coming on. Hey, thanks for having me. So let's talk about your early impressions of your time in San Diego. Like Everything is just so new, new, new right now. Uh, it's your rookie season, first time in the NWSL. You have a new team. All the players are new. Everything's kind of fresh. Um, what have your your early impressions been like? What's the vibe like uh, in camp so far? 
It's been great so far. Yeah, like you mentioned, it's pretty interesting to come into an environment where, like, not only am I new as a rookie, it's like everything's new for everyone, for the staff, um, admin, everything. So it's been good. I think we've all been adjusting and figuring out what flow we like best, like how we're going to play together, how we want everything to operate. Um, But now we're in starting week five, I think. So, like, we're in the swing of things. I feel like the team is, like, gelling. We're all getting to know each other and getting to know the staff. So it's been great so far. What's it kind of like, you know, being in an expansion side rather than being in a team that's, I guess, not new? I mean, I know you don't really have an NWSL team to compare to it, but, like, does it feel like everything's new and every everybody's position must feel like it's kind of up for grabs, I guess? Yeah, I think, yeah, like, like I guess in college I went in and everyone already knew each other. So I think it's... I, it's almost like it. I think it makes it easier being a rookie because I'm not going into a team where like everything's already set and I can kind of help with like the beginnings and like figuring out how we want things to work and how we want the culture to be. So um, yeah, I'd imagine it'd be a lot different to go into a team that wasn't an expansion. Um, but yeah, I feel like there's just like everyone's really excited to be in San Diego and everyone's excited that there's finally a team down here. So um, I've enjoyed it so far. Nothing to compare it to, but I think it's been great. Amy's been keeping a close eye on the San Diego Wave TikTok activity. Um, She has informed me reliably (laughs) that there seems to be a really good team bond forming based on uh, what she's been seeing on social media. Um, How do you feel like the team's been coming together so far in the, in the early goings? I think we've been, I think it's been good. Um, The first day was funny because it's like, everyone's introducing themselves to everyone it's not just like oh rookies introduce yourself you know um and so like that takes a little while for everyone to get to know each other on and off the field but I feel like we've started to bond more off the field like doing different events and just like hanging out um and that definitely helps our chemistry on the field yeah you maybe seem like a real so I feel like you made me seem a lot younger than I was then, sir, snooping around on, on TikTok. <laughs> I, I was picking up Wordle tips, actually. There was one where it was like, what's the first word you click you use on Wordle? Oh, and I was like, and Alex Morgan said patio. And I was like, oh, my God, that's so clever because it's got all the vowels and it's got P and T. I think of like the first yeah. word I can think of when I wake up. Yeah, I've been using, I've definitely been using words that I saw on that TikTok. Like audio, that's I'm like that's one. a good one too. God, audio is a good one. God, you guys, I, I feel so left out. I think I'm like the only person on earth that does not no play that game right now. No wordle, <laughs> no wordle. Should I? To be fair, I only got on it like in the last week. But yeah, I mean, you talk about kind of new teams and stuff. Like, I guess teams that have been around for quite a few years, everybody has like sort of an established identity, and you expect something from them. What do you think that like? the San Diego Waves identity is, is shaping up to be? What do you think this team's going to, I guess, have that identity of when it does start in its, its NWSL first year? I think on the field, hopefully, like, cohesiveness and, like, being able to play some good soccer, football. Um, and, like, I think that's a lot of what Casey's bringing to the program uh, and to the team. And that's, like, a lot of what the players want to see, too. Um, so, yeah, I think... I think it's definitely going to be a work in progress, though, like throughout the Challenge Cup, figuring out who we are um, on the field and hopefully like getting to fig- figuring out our team culture and who we want to be off the field will help us with that. Um, but yeah, I'm excited to see how it comes together. Yeah, you mentioned Casey Stoney. I think we're all really looking forward to seeing how she'll do in the NWSL after 
she accomplished so much at Manchester United. Um, it'll also be interesting to have kind of a, a different perspective, uh, someone who's had success in, in England and come over to the NWSL. Like, what are your your early impressions of, of working under her? Like, kind of what stands out to you about her her coaching style? Yeah, I've really enjoyed it. I think she's, like, very personable as a coach and really wants to, like, emphasize she's here to support us, like, on or off the field and, like, wants to build relationships with us, like, as people as well, which I've appreciated. Um, and I think for me, just like on the field, she like she played center back for many years for the English national team. And being a center back, it's been great to have like that perspective and get that one on one coaching from someone who's so accomplished. Have you been able to kind of pick up little tips like has she dipped in and said, you know, you know, this is kind of what I used to do or something like that? Like I can imagine that's a really great experience. Yeah, she'll be like, okay, center backs, come with me after training, and we'll do like a little extra work on something uh, like defending in the box or just like little like really small details that you don't always get from coaches if they have if they don't have like such expertise in that position um but yeah I think all over the field she's been great in like uh teaching us the principles and like showing us the way all the staff honestly showing us the way they they want us to play and um yeah it's just been it's been a great learning experience so far I think for everyone and like no one knows their principles, so we're all learning together, and I think it's been coming together really great. Yeah, and you can you can learn a lot uh, about being a defender from from someone who's been a defender, and you can also learn a lot from playing against top level attackers. and And so I'm kind of curious what it's been like going up against Alex Morgan in training. Um, you know, every single day, I'm sure that that brings a, a whole set of challenges. And kind of how how is that? sort of prepared you to be an NWSL defender? Yeah, I think it's great. Um, obviously, like, training is the best place to play against these high-level players because it's, like, day in and day out. Um, and I think it's just, like, teaching me, like, oh, like, play faster or, like, there are certain things that, like, maybe you can do in college but you can't do at the pro level. Um, and just, like, different things that you have to be, like, aware of when you're defending, like, up to, like, the smallest detail. Um, and it's just like the level the level is higher the players are better and playing against like one of the top players in the world every day is like I'm I feel like extremely blessed and I'm grateful that I have this opportunity Um, and I think it's only going to help like not only me but our whole team going into this season all of us the U.S. women's soccer show from goal get the latest news and views on the U.S. women's national team and the NWSL on goal The U.S. Women's Soccer Show from Goal. Find more U.S. Women's Soccer news and opinion on Goal. You've had some kind of prior experience as well, training with the U.S. Women's National Team. Is that an experience you've been able to, to I guess, take into this move with, with San Diego and, and learn that top level and bring it to this to this environment? Yeah, I think just, like, the intensity and the level and, like, the like demand for like excellence is something that um, I can bring with me wherever I go and going into camp right before preseason was a great experience for me just to like um, get back like into the groove of playing at that high level Um, and honestly just like learning from the top defenders for the U.S. Women's National Team and like um, just like picking up tips and training and in scrimmages and things like that Um, also like Abby Dahl Kemper is 
here with San Diego and that's been like extremely helpful for me as well um yeah I think it's great to see like when the older players just want to help and are like actually there to like help make all the younger ones better and like want to see us succeed yeah and we we talked about Casey Stoney a little bit but she's not the only highly regarded head coach who's with your organization right now, of course, Jill Ellis is there, uh, not not as a head coach um, in a in a front office role. And I think when when she signed on for this position, I think people were really curious to see like what her role was going to be like, whether she would be involved in kind of the day to day stuff. And so I'm, I'm kind of wondering like what your interactions have been like with Jill and 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 what you've seen her her role be like so far yeah I've definitely seen I've definitely seen her around I think she I think she does more like at the higher level with the staff um but like she'll come to our games and like give little comments after um and yeah I think it's like it's really cool that she's a part of like this expansion team and obviously great to have as much feedback as possible from someone who's been so successful now before you kind of went into the draft you you made that decision to leave Stanford, which you know I can imagine isn't the, the easiest decision to make. Um, yeah. What kind of factors went into that and why did you ultimately choose to, to cut your time short there? Yeah, it was a really hard decision for me. Um, I tore my ACL a year before um, and during my junior year at Stanford. So going into my senior year, it was my first games back. So I was like really wanting to evaluate, like, how do I feel? Like, am I ready to go to the next level or do I feel like I need another season under my belt in college before I go? And um, yeah, I think ultimately I just wanted to take the next step and start my professional career and um, knew there were such great opportunities in, in the NWSL and um, had seen a lot of change starting to happen um, in like areas that had concerned me before. So I think it just felt like the right time for me to go and challenge myself and take it to the next level. Yeah, take us back to to draft day. I think we were all kind of sitting and and watching and wondering um, who was going to be the top pick. It kind of seemed like it was between you and Jalen Howell. Uh, What was your experience like? Um, When did you find out that that you were going to be the first pick? And then your reaction uh, to be able to stay in California? I know it's, it's SoCal and not northern california but still california like what was your reaction in finding out that that you would be able to stay in your home state i was so excited (laughs) um i had talked to them a little bit before the draft but i was actually i was in london i was in england with my friends um going to some premier league matches it was like an incredible time but um the draft was remote so i just like kept i just went and um yeah i was just like really honored, humbled. Um, Jalen's a great player. We've played together since we were like 15 years old or something like that. So we know each other really well. We were texting like during, before, like excited about the draft. But um, yeah, this was like the ideal like scenario for me to end up in San Diego at this expansion team and be like be a part of starting this new team. Um and yeah, staying in California was was great for me. <laughs> what what games did you go to in England? Oh, I went to Arsenal. We went to Chelsea, Everton, Man City, Leeds, Tottenham, Liverpool. And I went to an Arsenal 
women's game versus uh, Leicester City too. Wow, you got like a pretty solid tour there. That's not just like one game. Yeah. That's like <laughs> many games. No. <laughs> We were like, we're going to make this trip worthwhile. <laughs> We've kind of seen a lot of top college talents head abroad as well. I mean, you were abroad when you got drafted, but not in that sense. Um, was that ever something that kind of crossed your mind? It's like maybe looking elsewhere rather than just the end of yourself? Yeah, I think I definitely I definitely wanted to keep like my options open leaving college. Um, I considered everything, but like when it came down to it, I, I wanted to be in this league Um you know, competing against some of the top talent every day on my team and like in games. Um, so decided to stay here. Um, and yeah, I'm really happy with my decision. Yeah, there's a, there's a certain amount of status, I guess, that goes along with being the top pick. Like, it's not that much different than being the second pick, but like that title, like you're the top pick in the draft, you know? <laughs> so like having that, having that tag, like, how do you how do you deal with the the expectations? How do you you manage like the pressure? Like, do you feel pressure? Or are you just kind of going out and performing the way that you would normally? I think initially I thought I'd feel pressure, but now after being like in the swing of it at San Diego, I think I don't think there's any title, any different expectation on me. I think it's like we're all here to perform, and in my head, like I'm here to perform. I honestly don't like think about it or like and then like someone will say and I'm like oh yeah yeah but like it doesn't really like cross my mind I guess now we're just like like we're here to compete and um have a good first season and just kind of see where we measure against other teams so yeah I feel like it it doesn't really like cross my mind anymore there was a, a big Ethiopian community kind of back home where you were um before you moved out to San Diego um have you had to leave that kind of behind is there much of an Ethiopian community where you are now and like do you, you know do you miss it if you've had to leave it behind I definitely miss it just like obviously like my family and my like the community at home was like all, all of them were like family to me so like it's hard to like find that I think find that again but um yeah there's like a big support system at home um even like coming to my they would all came to like my senior night and like the college cup when it was in San Jose um and I think now it's like I'm getting settled in but like I'm hoping to like find the community here and like give back or like be a resource in any way that I can um just because I feel like they've helped me so much um and I'm actually going to try an Ethiopian restaurant like next week which I'm so excited about because I miss the food (laughs) yeah you you got to come to DC when you when you're here to play the spirit I feel like I don't have the stat, but I feel like it's like the most Ethiopian restaurants like per capita in the U S or something like that. I mean, they're, they're everywhere. So you got to try it. Um, so yeah, I'm, you know, your, your parents both came from Ethiopia and you were, were born and raised in the, in the U S. So you kind of had like a dual upbringing. And, and so how has that Ethiopian heritage mixed with their, your U S upbringing and the Ethiopian community? Like, how does that all kind of, shaped you and and helped make you the person that you are now yeah I mean I think it I mean it's obviously shaped me in a huge way um just like bringing it to soccer that's how I started playing soccer um through like the Malata soccer uh club where we just like get together and play on the weekends and I think it's just it's shaped me as a person just my values and like um like how much I like 
just like the emphasis in community and like support I think that's like a big thing in the Ethiopian culture it's something that I highly value now um but yeah it was like it growing up it was just like at home it was like the spoken Amharic it was a lot of like Ethiopian culture and then like going to school um a lot of like the American culture so coming up and like that dual upbringing was definitely interesting and something I had to navigate when I was younger but I'm really thankful I had that experience now the the soccer club that you mentioned that is that the one that your your dad founded right yeah um so he started it uh, how did that all come about my older brother so he's two and a half years older than me i was just saying how did all that come about and then and then you like, started selling there's a big like <laughs> ethiopian community in the bay area and there's like a church and like people would gather there but there wasn't really like any other gathering other than like holidays i guess so it was kind of an easy way for everyone to stay in touch and for the kids to just get active so it was every saturday and like we hopped around different parks in san jose wherever we could like get spots and it would be like 9 a.m you'd go up you go show up and um they it was really they'd split us into like instead of like by age it'd be like the little kids the medium kids and the big kids (laughs) so that's how it started and um my brother played so then i obviously wanted to you know beat him so I started playing too um and yeah it was it was like even after I started playing club soccer probably in like third grade or something like that I didn't join I didn't join like an actual like rec or any team until then um still like if I didn't have a game like I'd be woken up to go every Saturday to (laughs) Malata soccer um and just play with them and just like hang out so yeah, I think it was a really good like community bonding thing and it still happens now. My dad isn't like really as involved because you know, me and my brother are in our 20s, but um yeah, the kids still get together and play and I think it's just great for everyone. Yeah, well we'll we'll end on this question just looking ahead to your rookie season, um have you set any goals like any goals personally or goals for your team how how are you kind of approaching like what you want to accomplish on the field this season yeah it's a good question <laughs> um <laughs> I think personally just rookie year wanting to grow like as much as I can and learn as much as I can I haven't set like any like def- definite like goals like numbers or anything like that but like um I think it's just such a cool opportunity to learn from like we mentioned, like Casey, the rest of the coaches, and also just my teammates. So I think that's my personal goal for this year. Um, And as a team, like being an expansion team, we want to be able to compete and we want to be up there on the table. Um, And I think like, we're all we're all competitors, we all want to win. Um, So yeah, just like, really showing like, yeah, we're an expansion team, but we're here to play. Naomi Germa, thank you so much for joining us and best of luck this season in the NWSL. Thank you. Thanks for having me again. All right. That was Naomi Gurma. Uh, great to, to get a chance to, to chat with her about uh, where she's, where she's come from or her rookie season, everything with the San Diego wave. Uh, Amy, are there any parts of that, that conversation that stand out to you immediately? I think it's cool that Abigail Kemba seems to be kind of taking her under her wing, um, like for such a young center back to have, I sent her back alongside her and, and kind of, you know, easing her into this, this rookie season so well. A player that's won the World Cup, that's that's played abroad in a number of different countries, that's 
has got so much experience at the very highest level and on the day is, you know, such a top, top centre-back. Um, that's going to be so beneficial. And interesting that she said about Casey Stoney kind of taking the centre-backs to the side. And, I mean, I watched Casey Stoney for years in England here. Like, she was such a top-level centre-back. Like, the, the the defenders in that team will learn a lot from her, especially a young defender like Nairobi, no doubt. Yeah, I remember going into the draft, there, there seemed to be some talk that, that Jalen Howell was going to be that first pick. Uh, and then when San Diego took Naomi Gurma, uh, it, it seemed to be a little bit of a surprise. But when you looked into it, it, it makes a lot of sense. Um, Casey Stoney plays this this style where her, her teams really like to build out of the back. And Naomi is kind of known for her composure on the ball and her distribution. And and also for, for Casey to have a, a player like Naomi to kind of mold as her, her first big selection in a draft. Um, it makes a lot of sense. And I, I think that I, I would be really surprised if Naomi isn't starting on, on day one for San Diego. Yeah. I think it's always interesting when an expansion team is kind of picking first, because you might think, Oh, I think this player will go first, but actually when they're kind of building the roster, obviously they have an obvious thought of who they want to bring in in what position. Um, Casey Stone is a great manager for like young players as well. When she was here in England with Manchester United, like, she was absolutely fantastic at kind of bringing through some of those young talents. Um, and, you know, she's a really kind of a great player manager, like in terms of, you know, I would say man manager, but that's not it. But like, you know, you're just kind of building those relationships with um, her players. And I think that'll um, that'll be really good. Um, yeah, I'm interested to watch Naomi's development this season, considering everything that we talked about kind of around her and, and what a great place it could be for her to develop. Yeah, she's just 21. Um pretty young entering the league, uh, skipping her final season at, at Stanford. And so, uh, you know, the U.S. national team has uh, some pretty solid center backs already in place, some pretty good young center backs too. Uh, when you think about Tierna Davidson being 23 and Alana Cook being 24, but I think that, that Gurma, you know, if she can perform in her rookie season the way that we know she's capable of. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised to to see her put her name in the mix pretty soon. No, I agree. I think obviously Vlatko will have seen that kind of talent up close in in the training camps. Um, and I mean, you you got to have more than two centre backs anyway for the future. So I'm sure she'll get her chance. Um, I'm sure she'll be able to show what she can what she can do as well. All right, let's leave it there. Um, thank you as always for for tuning in. And as a reminder. Leave us a rating, subscribe wherever you get your podcast, and we will be back to chat with you next week. All of us, the U.S. Women's Soccer Show from Goal. Get the latest news and views on the U.S. Women's National Team and the NWSL on Goal.